In mid-January this year, a Titan Arum, or corpse flower, nearly 10 years old, showed off its first ever bloom at the Adelaide Botanic Gardens. The foul-smelling corpse flower only blooms for a couple of days every few years, so it's a cool thing to see. But this corpse flower is particularly exciting because it's the first second-generation corpse flower at the gardens to do it. Welcome to Cosmos Insights, where our newsroom journalists talk with the researchers who are changing our world. I'm Ellen Fidian, and today I'm telling you about Adelaide's corpse flower program. Corpse flowers are native to the Indonesian island of Sumatra, but it's estimated that fewer than a thousand mature plants are left in the wild. According to the International Union for Conservation of Nature's Red List, wild numbers are still in decline. But at Mount Lofty Botanic Gardens, staff have spent the last nine years tending to 100 propagated plants in a specially designed glasshouse. This is the first of the propagated plants to burst into bloom, filling the greenhouse with its rotting flesh scent. Cosmos visited the corpse flower while it was blooming, and I chatted to Matt Coulter, Botanic Garden and State Herbarium curator, about it. So, Matt, am I correct in saying that this is the first time this particular corpse flower has bloomed? Yeah, so this one's from our propagation trials back in 2013. Our original collection started back in 2006, where we received three seeds, and we've actually flowered all of those now. But this is the first time which we call our second-generation flowering. So it's a little bit smaller than some of the other flowers, but for that reason, because it's been one of the new propagation ones. So we're really excited by this one because it's, one of our, it's our first second-generation flower. Why do you want to propagate them? So there's, there's a couple of reasons. One reason is actually to show the public what a remarkable plant this is, but more importantly is actually to help conserve this species for the future. This species is endemic to Sumatra. It's actually classified as endangered on the IUCN red list of endangered species, and it's actually been upgraded um, before 2018. It was only classified as vulnerable, but because it hasn't been conserved, it's actually been upgraded to endangered. So it's, And because it's got such a long leading time, it takes up to 10 years for a, to a flat flower to come and only actually has one night that it can get pollinated after that 10 years. If it doesn't get pollinated that night then it could be another three to five years. So it's a really important plant because of the endangered status and because it has such a long leading time as well. Of course. Is it a difficult thing to propagate it then if it only if it's only able to be pollinated one night out of a few years? So the difficulty is actually growing it, so cultivating it. So we have a special glass house that has um, temperature control, humidity control, and they're quite notorious for the, for the tubers rotting when they go dormant. And that was one of the reasons we actually started that propagation trial back in 2013, because we only had a few plants and we actually didn't want to lose the collection. So that was the reason we actually started that. And that trial proved to be highly successful. From that propagation event, we've actually made 100 new plants. So we have the six original that are 16 years old, but also have another 100 that are 10 years old. And this one that's on display today is one of those, uh, one of those 100. That's super cool. So can we expect a lot more of these corpse flowers blooming over the next few years? So definitely. So our original collection are in the phase of flowering stage. So we, even with that um, older collection, we're actually getting maybe a flower a year. But with this newer collection, this, with the first flowering, it's actually a pretty good indication in the coming years that we should have more. And one hope is actually to have... Um, several flowering at one stage and actually to get their natural pollination so to get that natural pollination you need a day one flower and a day two flower and then for the pollen to come from the two day flower to come to the one day flower that's never happened in cultivation before so that's one of my great aims actually get that natural pollination. That's a really exciting thing to see is there anything else you um, really want to see out of this population of flowers? No, it's just 
being able to show the public because it's quite a rare event still, to, even, even though we're actually getting Wonder Flower most years, it's still actually quite a rare event for Wonder Flower. And anywhere around the world when one flowers, the, uh, the public really get fascinated by it. And yeah, it's just great to be able to show the public because there's so many great stories to tell about it, how it survived, um, how it grows. It has an incredible growth rate. How it's, um, it's got these little spots on the on the leaves that actually mimic uh, lichen in the wild. So all this whole interaction with the plants and the animals in its natural habitat. But obviously trying to save it in its natural habitat is is the main aim and the goal for the future. That makes a lot of sense. Why does it smell so bad? So as I said before, it has that one night that it can get pollinated. So and it can't pollinate itself. So the first night the female flowers are active, and that first night it needs to get pollen from a different flower. And they generally just grow solitary, so they never grow together. So the two-day-old flower may be kilometres away. To actually maximise that first night, it actually puts this smell out. And it doesn't just, the smell doesn't just hang around the flower, it actually pulses away from the flower. So sometimes the further you are away from the flower, the stronger the smell is. So that other flower is about two kilometres away. It's actually trying to encourage the insect to actually bring the pollen to that plant. And because it's only got that one night, it actually has to put all that energy in for it happening in that one night. So if they're only flowering one night out of every several years, that makes it really, really hard for them to get pollinated, yeah? Definitely, and that's why it's actually pushing that smell out into the forest. When you actually see them in, the, in, the, in its natural habitat, there's actually like thousands of insects on them. So obviously the insects have a really strong sense of smell. So some people may not be able to smell it, but the insects will have a really strong sense of smell. Yeah, and it definitely has to put all that energy in. Now, it might be 10 years of growing, and it only has that one night. So obviously the... the um, the speed of that happening is quite important for the plant, so definitely that's why it has that strange smell. You can read more about the corpse flower and see pictures and video of it on our website, cosmosmagazine.com. This podcast is produced by the Royal Institution of Australia in Adelaide on Ghana land. The Royal Institution of Australia is a not-for-profit whose mission is to communicate science widely as the key to a better world. We do this through our stories, which are turned into educational resources, teaching the scientists of tomorrow about the science of today in classrooms across Australia. Support us by subscribing to Cosmos Magazine, Australia's leading print science magazine, and Cosmos Weekly, its sister e-publication. Cosmos.